excellent excellent well uh are you ready to start two yanks podcast two yanks number two two yanks number two i am we're i, I definitely we're, we're dropping a deuce on these english motherfuckers so i i hope they're ready for it there were some deuces dropped uh by some teams this weekend so yeah i think we we can get right into it uh what <laughs> is that where we start i hope that i know what you're talking about okay yeah, i yeah. have a general idea you have an you have an inkling uh, yes, I, I think we start, yeah, with Brighton 3, United 2, which I think my biggest takeaway, well, I wouldn't say that. One of my big takeaways is that 3-2 really doesn't even tell the story of the game. It makes it sound, you know, like it was, there was a chance, but there really was no chance. <laughs> like you didn't score in the 95th minute and they just went up 2-0 early and what do you mean by there was no chance? Well, I just mean that, like, you know, as the game and the minutes are, are going by and, you know, they're down two goals, you know, for the first time and then they're down two goals for a second time, you think to yourself, okay, you know, it's the 70th minute, there's time to get one, to get two, maybe even three, and then it's the 80th minute, and you think, okay, maybe there's time to get one or two, no problem, and then it's the 90th minute, and then it's the 93rd minute or whatever it was. And yeah, they get a penalty and they, they get the second goal, but I think they had time to pick it up out of the net. And then the, the final whistle was, was blown. Um, so yeah, that, that, that is uh, what I mean by really doesn't tell the story of, of kind of how the game went, which was, I, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but probably two shots on target or something like that. Uh, when you're down two goals against Brighton, it's not. It's not an effort. It's not anything. Well, and 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 it feels like you you don't have at least the combinations at any time like the two center backs that you need. I I don't know why you were so unwilling to you know make a trade for out or YL. Martial is amazing, but it seems like that would have been mutually beneficial. A, a good trade there. Yeah, it's a tricky it's a tricky one for me because I I've heard and I I definitely have been on the this you know the the side of they do need a, a powerful center back and you know that that would be something that would you know help them you know potentially enter a title race. This isn't a title race game. I mean, yes, you need to win at Brighton, but it's a it's just a game that really just good teams of, of any stature should, you know, take care of. And at the very least, like play well. And, you know, sure. If Brighton scores on a handful of shots and you create a lot of chances and hit the word work or the goalie has a fucking, you know, banger of a game, like fair play like that. Those games happen. This wasn't any of that. This was one team with really no seeming continuity, no urgency, no imagination, going against a team that was really well drilled when one team costs, God knows, you know, a hundred times more than the other with a manager who's won a hundred times more than the other. It just doesn't process for me. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, you know, one thing that 
concerned me as we we were supposed to do this cast an hour ago, and I watched Match Day, mm-hmm. and you know I watched the uh, the interviews they do at the end of the game, right? And there's Pogba, and Pogba's hair is just black now. It's not crazy or fun, and he sounds like fucking Tom Brady doing a post game interview after the loss. It's very on, on point and. You know, answering the questions well, and he basically seemed defeated to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but that doesn't seem like the, the fun Pogba from Juventus, and that you know that the came there. And and I know that that's what that's what Josie wanted, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like Pogba should be the leader. Like there, there's something going on there where you watch this Manchester United team and. They don't have a Paul Scholes. So you know, they don't have somebody in that game at Brighton where it's like, you know, you're down, you go down a couple goals. I'm like, come on, guys. We're, look at the Red Devil on our chest. Let's let's put this together and and, and do this and win. And I think Pogo could be that guy. And it's almost been like a negative effect that, that Josie has had on him. And maybe well, I'm wrong. No, so you, you I, I think, you're, more than- I think you're, you're onto something, though. Just, you know, if we could take a quick, like, just – leadership theoretical uh you know tangent you know in my mind you know the way that you lead effectively is that you're true to yourself and that self is you know competent and or and or kind or some combination of the both in a way that you know makes people follow you and want to get behind you know what it is you're you're looking to accomplish you know what never works i don't think in the history of any field is when you just pretend like, or you just put on like the suit of like what you think a leader is and that works, or it certainly doesn't work for any prolonged period of time. And I think what you're, you're saying about Jose's influence is, you know, he has a view of what a leader is or Paul schools or a lot of these former legends of United have, you know, visions of what a leader is. And, and certainly that's what they were. They were, they led in their own way you know, what I would encourage, you know, Pogba to do is, is lead in his own way, which I think you're right. He is someone who, you know, Ronaldinho play with a smile on his face. I don't think anyone would not say he was like one of the leaders of those great Barcelona or Brazilian teams, you know, just because he wasn't Roy Keane doesn't mean he wasn't a great leader. And I think that, you know, between Pogba and, you know, a couple other guys that, you know, just have to step up their own, you know, leadership for that squad, it could work. Um, but I, I don't like, you know, to your point, uh, someone like Pogba who is not Tom Brady and he's not just this like, I don't know, like stereotypical like leader um, or a Jose to to pretend like he is. Yeah, it's just it's uh, I don't get it. You know, you you got to be you. And it's it's 2018 and, you know, young guys are are different Mm-hmm. You know, and and how and how they would lead. Um, so I, I I did not like that. I think uh, of watching that entire game, like yeah. that was that was the most telling thing was just the post game interview with with Pogba. And you know, it you know, just young guys are different. Steph Curry, he might not be that traditional leader, the Tom Brady model, but he is the leader. Mm-hmm. There's a team of really good, has a different kind of quieter. You know, he's funnier maybe on social media in the, in the way he does things, but it it works for them. And 
at this point, I, I think Joe's and let them have some player owner only meetings. Um, and I, I don't think Josie's going to be there next year, regardless. So you, I, I think Manchester United, because of the talent, and so to be a Champions League team this year. But yeah, you know, that's not good enough there. Right. Yeah. No. It's unacceptable. I, I mean, it. it I think the reason it, it's such a story, in part, you know, aside from the fact that it's United, and you know, there's always going to be a lot of media scrutiny scrutiny is that it is seemingly like all mental or all tactical or all just, you know, baggage because anyone looks at that squad and thinks to himself, oh, that, that, that'll do that. That'll, that'll certainly win you a ton of games and should be able to play an attacking style and has like arguably the best goalie in the world and experienced players all over the pitch. Like what's not to like, well, it's that they can't get their shit together. Uh, and that there's all this, you know, baggage associated with everything they do right now. And it's, it is a dark cloud, um, you know, yeah. and, and so, you know, the only cure is winning, but even in this case, you know, they have to win in a way that they haven't won in a really long time, you know, to save to your point, Jose's job, because, you know, even if they finish second and, you know, get out of the group stage of the champions league, both of which, certainly the second place, but you know, the, the champions league is, is not even a foregone conclusion, you know, based on how they've played at the start of the year. Well, the, the league is tough. I mean, I would say totally. you're, you're fighting for the fourth spot against Chelsea and it's 50, 50. I think you have more talent in the field, but you know, Chelsea is a weird club and they, they could just get confident and they're a new, you know, cigar chewing manager. Like he could, he could get it together. So, well, let's 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 uh, let's transition off of of United and and go to probably the biggest matchup of the weekend. I, I think it's fair to say in Chelsea three, Arsenal two. Uh, what were your uh, key takeaways from from that match? Um, happiness and laughter. I mean, why well, I hate both <laughs> of the clubs. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, like. You know, when you play FIFA and, and you get that, like, poacher goal and you have a good player and you hit R2 when you shoot or something and just the ball goes, like, 90 feet above oh the goal. Oh, my God. Like, I loved seeing that happen to a... Obama, yeah. You Obama always had that he shit. Was, he, so dude, he had that shit so duct taped good. down. That R2 button was yeah. duct taped down for him. Yeah, that was absurd. <laughs> yes. that, I mean, I, I would imagine a kid playing for, you know, the Franklin, Tennessee Special Olympics team would just tap it. Dude, you're doing a disservice to the, to that fine institution and squad. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. So, I mean, that just that made me like do backflips and you know, uh, jumping jacks. But then again, you know, they're they're. I, I don't win either way. As, as I hate sure, both sure. the clubs. Yeah, you, you, you know, almost are rooting for a draw there. Uh, and a couple of red yes. cards. Like a nil-nil draw would, right. would be good. <laughs> you know, yes, 11 red cards per team, and they, they both lose next week. <laughs> but uh, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea, like, well, they look like Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They're going to bounce back this year and probably surprise us, do better than they should. Or next year they'll do something great, and then they'll finish in fifth place and fire their coach. That's... That's how they uh, 
they appear to roll. So, right, right. Arsenal, uh, I think is, I think Arsenal's a left behind team. They're they're Europa League for the next five years. It's hard for me to look five years ahead. I, I do think they're going to really, really struggle, obviously, to get top four this year. You know, I, I I think that was the game, you know, aside from the United game, that I I probably watched the closest, and I was really excited for it. I was, you know, I was excited to see two fresh managers uh, and, and see the type of imprint, you know, they've been able to impart on their teams. And I think, you know, it was such an open, frankly, really entertaining game. And, you know, as many good plays as there were mistakes and just some just horrible defending. And then, you know, you have the likes of Eden Hazard come on and he's just like head and shoulders above above everyone else on the park. So it had everything that I, I personally like want when I watch a Premier League game. You know, it did lack the quality and the pragmatism that I think that both of those t- sides will have to start to adopt if they want and and they have any sort of ambitions to challenge for the the, the league um, and the top four for that matter. They can't just be, you know, yes, Chelsea, you know, made, you know, got the win at, you know, and, but I mean, we're making fun of Obama Yang for good reason, but the chances, I mean, they were just the sitters of sitters. I mean, Mkhitaryan had one, I mean, both teams, it was like as soon as a fullback got forward into, you know, into the opposition box and and did a simple cutback, it was like, oh, this is, you know, a sitter just waiting to be, you know, blasted in the back of the net. Uh, And, and, you know, certainly Arsenal wasn't able to convert it. Well, you know, poor defensive play. That's something that probably got definitely played played Chelsea throughout the season. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll digress in, in, in the beginning what you were saying there. When you said, if, if they hope to contend for the league, neither of these teams, I don't think even in their heart of hearts, think they're going to contend to win, win a league title. There, there are two teams in that race, and maybe three. If we had a stadium, like we'd be a distant outsider, but it's it's a two horse race. Yeah, for I, the league, I definitely hear you. I I'm a li- I'm. I, I don't want to step on my my baller of the week, uh, but I definitely I, I know I, I probably agree with you that it is. But I think if you are the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal, you at least have to give it a go for a couple months. That That's really all I'm getting at. Like, you know, yes, concede it by Christmas or whatever, but it, it don't concede it yet. Who knows? I mean, De Bruyne went down. He's out for a couple months. I mean, obviously they didn't lose a step and we'll, we'll transition to their thrashing here in a second, but you know, the weird shit happens and you at least have to give it a good go for a few months in my mind before you're just like, Oh, it's either city or or Liverpool's title. Oh, of course you give it a go, but I'm just saying us as two guys that have a podcast, we, we don't have to give it a go. We, we can, (laughs) you know, be honest about what the uh, expectations, what, what's going to happen in this league? And, you know, I, I'm not doing Vegas odds. Sure, sure. On stuff. So I I just think me as a a guy, you know, given it the old college try to, to make a great EPL podcast, I'm going to be honest when I when I see things for what they are. And it's, it's a two-team race. And if, if we had a stadium, we would have a very distant shot at making it a three-team race with us being that third spot so yeah no and fair so do you want to take it to, to we, 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 we could 
No, well, let, let's take Dakota it City. to the team that, even though I predicted Liverpool last week, the team that is yeah. definitely the front runner of, of the season. Uh, let's. What all can you say about them? You, you go. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, it probably makes sense to, you know, lead with my baller of the week, uh, yeah. which which this week is is Manchester City. Uh, for for me, you know, what I'm seeing this side is what I've seen with only a handful of teams, you know, in the past in, in the Premier League specifically, where the other team is just showing up scared and they expect to lose and City obviously expects to win. And when you have that combination week in and week out, you see these 6-1 thrashings. You see just like teams... You know, they go a goal down early and they're just hanging on for dear life. And in a lot of cases, that's just not even good enough. Uh, And, you know, it's uh, incredible, you know, to see the likes of, you know, Aguero, who couldn't even get in the squad at the beginning of last year, because evidently him and Pep like had a, you know, a a, a bit of a impasse about something. I think he wouldn't come on as a sub or something. Fired from Pep. (laughs) That shows Pep's ballerness. He's just like. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like I have my style, my my way, and go. So yes, but to take, could not. you know to take three goals and to be of his quality, um, you know, and and be you know just one of of many. It, it's pretty spectacular what they're doing. And again, for me, and the reason that they're taking my award this week is is that fear factor that I'm seeing them impart on on their opposition. And you know they scored some just spectacular goals between Silva's free kick. And I mean, you could pick any of Aguero's. Um, it, it was a, it was an impressive, it was definitely like one of those, Hey, we're throwing down the gauntlet. Like, yes, Liverpool was hot last week. They put up a bunch, you know, they put in a bunch of goals, but it's, it's, it's a, uh, we're the champions. So it was impressive. Yeah, it was uh, impressive to the point of, of being scary. You know, as a, as a guy that supports a team that I would hope would have some dog in this fight. And we, we really don't. They, they look like a Spanish club and I'm probably just going to say this every week as a steamroll to the, to the title. And I, I hope I'm wrong about it, but, uh, Pep well, has, uh, has there and it's, it's going to be hard for anyone else to, uh, to stop them. Certainly for a league title. Right. You know, they could be stopped in a, in a Champions League or, or League Cup yeah, time. Yeah, it you is. Just, you know, you have a home at home. But, I mean, when, when you're talking about playing 19 teams home and home, and, you know, the collection of the results are going to determine the winner. Yeah. They are, yeah. <laughs> you're looking unstoppable. They're just, they're, they're so fluid and they play from the back. And I, yeah, I'm so one of the Aguero goals where it touched three foot from the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. That Ederson pass was just, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. That's Barcelona doing that in the EPL, a more physical, defensive. There's bad weather, all the stuff they say you can't do in that league. And just, yeah, they will just play from the back and get it in the goal in two to three touches in a weird time. So, it, that was ridiculous, and you know, I have nothing but praise for Pep. 
And I know they say they spend a lot of money, but I mean, they don't have a, it doesn't seem the same this collection of talent, like a Real Madrid or someone like they, they bought good players that traditionally would not maybe look, look like guys that could play that style of football. And he got them doing it pretty fast. Well, I'm I'm going to be sick if we continue to gush about City. So we let's move on to. I'll let you pick. Do you want to talk about your Spurs or, or go to the uh, the Monday night Liverpool uh, Palace game? You know, I did not watch Liverpool Palace, so I'm not going to have a lot to say about it. I can take that so one guess, really quick if you'd like. Yeah, you you just handle that one, and, <laughs> and then I'll I'll know, hand it over to you for for the. I like James Milner. He's a good guy. You got to <laughs> So yeah, that's all I know of it. So you have a go. It at was. It. I, I mean, I, I think that you know, and what I've been hearing. Uh, I were. I watched the game here in, in North Carolina, and I, you know, it, I was obviously pulling extremely hard for Palace, and, and I thought they put in a, a really great performance, especially in the first half. Uh, they, you know, they created a, a number of good chances. They were very much in the game, aside from a couple instances where they kind of got caught. Um, allowing Liverpool to do what they do so well and, and break dangerously on the counterattack. They were fairly in control. Possession was, you know, right where you'd want it as, as a Palace team playing, a, you know, an inarguably superior Liverpool squad. And Liverpool, you know, found a way to win. Uh, and, you know, that's to their credit. But it, it, it was, I think, as much a reminder, I know we're not going to talk much in this pod about the lower teams, but... Palace was, they showed me something. I think they're going to be one of those teams that'll give, uh, you know, the top six some problems, uh, you know, and so that another reason why it was a good win for Liverpool. Well, that's, uh, it's good to hear. Uh, South London, I know, I know they'll like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know a ton about Palace. I know that, uh, my neighbor, Jonathan is a, a big Chelsea fan. He grew up in Brighton, so he had to switch to Chelsea because he moved to America 15 years ago and doesn't get his games on TV. Right. But he does say in Brighton, they, they hate them. So he showed me many a cell phone videos of, of chanting <laughs> against them. So, so, uh, so what can you tell me about Spurs three, Fulham one? Oh, I, what, what can I not tell you about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I was torn because I don't know if you remember when we first met, I was a Fulham supporter. Oh, of course. I mean, that was the American a, team. I mean, they had all full America. Brian McBride. Yeah, of course. Oh, and, and I've Dems, been to Craven Cottage. Yeah. yeah. So I'll say, as much as you love Man U, I doubt you've been to the stadium. Or maybe you have been there. I'm, I'm just a terrible. Put, putting me on friend. blast right now. I'm just terrible. We're not all of, you know, extreme means, you know, like, you know, travel, <laughs> yes, we're all globetrotting to, to, you know, England in our free time. I was, you know, my seats were only like six rows back, so my monocle was hard to see the the goalkeeper at times. <laughs> yeah, I, had to, I had to tighten the, the monocle. Burdens, to... The great burdens. <laughs> yes, but uh, but uh, so that was. I'd like to say it was a tough game to watch, but it wasn't because my love for Tottenham has just become so strong. I would, I would have been happy if it was nine nil. It was. It was awesome watching the boys perform well. Um, Eric Lamilla had his annual good game. <laughs> I was happy to see that. Like once a year, he'll make a good cross pass, and it's like, okay, you you earn your thirty a week. Like, good, good job, boy. Um, 
as I said last week, Kieran Trippier should should take the uh, the free kicks over from Erickson. Incredible call by you. Incredible I think call by you. Trippier could almost take the free kicks over from anyone in the league right now. That's a good it's question. Weird to, yeah. It's weird to see a guy at that age, he's 27, and we just have a thing about that. Like, I remember, like, Musa Dembele got really good older. Like, there's something that goes on there where guys just put it together at an older age. So, I love that, and, you know, the real- I would be hard... Go ahead. I was just going to say the you know the ripe old age of you know twenty seven. Well, it's weird. To it should be his prime, right? Best. It should be his prime. Is yeah, all I'm like, saying. To become what I would say, like the arguably at least one of the top three free kick takers. Like, where'd that come from? Well, there were glimpses in the past. And, and he's on fire right now. I mean, it is the only tempering I would say he's absolutely on fire, and you know I think. Right now, yes, if you were to do a top five power ranking of current Premier League free kick takers, he's, you know, clearly in the top five and, you know, maybe in the top three, you know, and so, but it's just, you know, the other guys have been doing it longer. Well, it doesn't matter. Who do you want to take it today? Sure, guys are doing it longer, but you you got a game. Who who takes it, you know, next Saturday for Man U? And I'd, I'd be hard pressed to find a guy I'd pick over because also and he went like he took that shit to the left like in in the World Cup he took the same thing to the right so when you could mm-hmm. that's no, scary I, I you know you. when you're I the keeper you. love it uh, Lucas Mora mm-hmm. you know we we didn't sign a player in the offseason but he was a January window did. right he was like a January uh, window guy he came in in January last year is that right yeah 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 from PSG mm-hmm. and he uh, man just looked really good. We we tried to play him as a second striker with Kane early, and he got a goal. Right, um, missed so a couple, was, missed a couple chances, but yeah, he he was he well, was he was active. He was definitely active. Yeah, well, at least at least we got several chances. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, said I was thinking about there. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm. I'm I'm a terrible friend, but you know I'm trying to make a good podcast. <laughs> and, and, and just my luck, we're gonna lose like four one. I know, next man. Week to you Come all on. As, as I, as, as I'm jinx it away, as jinx as it away. As, as, I, as, I, as I'm dropping all that, and uh, I will go into my baller of the week, Harry Motherfucking Kane, <laughs> who said my guy can't score in August. He did it. Get he's, out of here. He's an August <laughs> scorer now. And, and that was, I mean, that was a beautiful. Poacher goal, like he's great going goal. to his left, pauses, yeah. boom, finds the right corner of the goal, just shows that he's top class. And you know, I have to admit, I really enjoyed that goal. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to see, you know, like a squawker or who scored. Like the man shoots so much, but he gets himself in good positions. And that time, I felt like he just took his time, and and he slotted away brilliantly. I was I was very I really enjoyed that goal. I was happy for yep, him. And, uh, well, I was happy for him. Got as you laughed last week. It is. It's like if Babe Ruth doesn't get a home run the first <laughs> month this year, then that cannot carry on, sir. Right. Right. No, I hear you. I mean, Harry, the Babe Kane. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. They're they're going to make little candy bars named after him in, in England. I love it. Sugar, sugar canes. I'm inventing it now. They're called 
the sugar cane, and it's like a white candy bar, and it has this goofy face on it. I love the idea of, like, late in life Harry Kane just having, like, a big belly to match his big chin and just, you know, still scoring goals. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, his voice voice is crazy. He's like, and you you got to buy the sugar cane. (laughs) The sugar cane candy bar. That's that's Delhi about it. I know. Delhi. He's, he's right. I don't do a good Harry Kane impression, but I will. I enjoy this that. This is only, it's only that. week two. That's right. I, only, are you worried? Only... Are you already worried that Delhi didn't get a goal, you know, for your, your 20, 20 Premier League goals a season? He's, he can't pass up too many Delhi, of these. Delhi heats up later. <laughs> don't, don't even worry about Delhi. Not an August guy either, for the most oh, part. Oh, he was, he was probably really worn out from sleeping with six Victoria's Secret models the night before. Mm, yep. I can imagine that the, good. the wear and tear that would take in a, a man of his age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who am I to judge? But, you know, he'll he'll bang in two next week to, to make better, up man. for his He better. He better. Um, well, good. So I think that takes us through the main fixtures. Uh, do you want to talk about our, our main fixture of for next week? No, who's who is your bitch of the week? We we both discussed our, our ballers. Uh, God, I really struggled with this one. Um, you know, there are a lot of good candidates, is what I'm getting at. Uh, but my bitch of the week, is Jose Mourinho. Well, then we're we're kind of effed right now. Why is that? I got to think of a second. That was mine. I never thought you would say that. <laughs> you can see how it pained me. Uh, but yeah, okay, no, well, I, you tell me why, then I'll tell you why. Cause that was yeah, mine yeah. too. And I'm no, not, not going to think of another one. I think it's thoughts. fair. I think it's fair that we have the same one, especially this week of all weeks. Uh, I, for me at the end of the day, it's the manager's job to, you know, prepare the team for, to be as successful as they, they can be and they should be. And, you know, they're nowhere near that right now. And so as things stand, I don't care about the signings he did or didn't get uh, or the preseason he had or didn't have. You know, the team isn't performing, and uh, and, and it, I think that has to fall on him uh, first and foremost. Yes, I, uh, I picked my bitch of the week as <laughs> Is Josie, uh, reason was as I discussed earlier, so I'm not you know bringing up new things. Uh, Pogba was a broken man in, in his interview, and by broken, I mean just trying to look like I guess what Josie would consider a professional footballer would be. And uh, I didn't like that, it, it seemed ineffective. And you know, I, I'm starting to think the managing players that part of the game might have passed him by. You know, his drill instructor uh, calling people out in the media and trying to act funny and quirky probably really worked in 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8. But, you know, you gotta you got to learn these millennials and what makes them tick and doesn't. So, so he... Uh, Fair enough. He just looks like a, like a big old bitch. Right yeah, now, he, he's owning it right now. He's owning it right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, so that that is it. So, uh, all right. So on to 
predicting, we're only going to predict one game this week because there's only one game that matters. That's right. Basically, in, in world sports. Yeah, no, I agree. It's the biggest game in the world. It's the biggest game. I, in the world. I don't know what the fucking New Zealand All Blacks are doing, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're. What about the Pakistani cricket team? It doesn't matter if, if they're playing <laughs> India for the next 60 cricket World Cups because it's bullshit and nobody cares. <laughs> it's, it's irrelevant. There's one match in all the sports that matters. Yep, next Monday. Yes, so uh, for anyone listening, you should know by now what that is. That's, uh, that is uh, Spurs Man U. Tell me what, what you feel about it, what, what you think is going to happen. Well, I think to me, this has, quite frankly, I, and I don't feel good, this has horribly boring written all over it. This has, you know, last year, Spurs United, the first game written all over, which I think was one of the worst games I watched all last year. And not our fault. Yeah, not, not your fault. I, I definitely, <laughs> definitely agree. But yeah, with the pressure that's on United right now at home, just like, I, you know, last year, it just feels like carbon copy. There's just no way this is like a 3-2. And so... I'll say, I'll say one nil United. Nice. I like your, uh, I like your confidence going into that. I know Harry Kane isn't going to score. That's for sure. Well, I uh, don't mind talking about smack, but it's August, <laughs> so you know maybe, maybe the smack week was the uh, the exception, the exception, not the rule. I think. I think two ones first. I think there's a lot of mm. bus parking. I think it's not our fault that the game starts boring. I think you'll get the first goal, and early to mid second quarter will uh, will play with courage, and you know, that's that. That will be the difference. Deli Ali will get a goal or an assist. That's mm. you better that's, hope that's it's what a goal. he does. You better hope it's a goal. <laughs> I know. I, 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 bought a, I, I, I put a big tab on that young man. But I'm also due for 10 assists. So one of those would help. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And as I, as I recall, which I'm, I'm glad I haven't had four vodka sodas for this podcast, I, I, think, I think I called that one yeah, in yeah. the proper EPL season. It yeah, wasn't oh, like yeah. the whole season. Oh, yeah. yeah no, it was because I, I think I gave you an out. I was like, oh, you mean like in the whole, like for all the competitions? You're like, no, motherfucker. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like 38 games, bitch. That's all he has. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I got to own that. That's right. That's but right. hey, by my other prediction, you know, yeah. worked out perfectly. Kieran, Kieran's look making you look very, very smart. Yeah. So <laughs> there we go. And if Liverpool wins, I'll hate myself. But I made three bold predictions, or and I wouldn't say bold of several. We'll see how it works out. That might not to get sidetracked, but that might be uh, something we can we could add. You know, like a a bold prediction each week. <laughs> Well, let's look at next week's fixtures and do it right now. All right, I'll pull it. I'll pull it up. Okay, um, let me pull up Saturday's games. Let's see. Duh, duh, duh. Ooh, I have I have okay. something in mind. 
I, I picked mine. Mine takes place in London. What about yours? No, not in London. So you go. Okay. The pathetic losers of West Ham <laughs> <laughs> will beat the scummy losers of Arsenal on the road. And West Ham's looked so bad, but it's going to happen, and Chicharito's going to get a goal. I give you incredible credit for going out on a limb that large, or that slight, I should say. Uh, I think. Oh, well, are we going more bold? No, no, that was so bold. I, I'm being dead serious. Like, I think that there's no chance West Ham. I mean, you you and I are in lockstep. They're garbage. I love their last place. <laughs> but the, the thing of it is, even though they're last place, Arsenal are basically cursed. I, I think that I, I think they have a uh, like somebody in Jamaica or Guam or whatever countries do voodoo doll curses. Put a voodoo doll, doll curse on them. <laughs> Um, and and they weren't going to do any better than than Wagner, right? And you know, they're they're going to lose to uh, to the nineteenth place team, not the last. I, I think Might, yeah, mighty the mighty us. hammers. Um, yes. Well, my bold prediction of the week, and it's it's pretty contra- counter. Uh, this is such a homer pick. I'm so embarrassed, but no, my I'm 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 buying Wolvestock. And they're playing City, and so I think that City drops their first points of the year to Wolves. I mean, just a draw. You know, I'm not going crazy here, uh, but yeah, I think that it's I like a one-one. You were more, more bold than me. There, <laughs> thank you for the the credit that I got. The team that scored 100 points yeah. last year is going to drop week three. They're going to drop two points in, in week three. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, Wolverham. I'm looking at the win probability according to Google, and uh, Man City is at 75. percent So that's that's pretty strong. Let's see, Arsenal to win. Yeah, 70, only, only 75 percent to win. City only has 75 percent chance to win. Yeah, actually, there, Arsenal has 71 percent chance to win. Are are those are those like Vegas odds? Because my God, like I, I would. This is the thing. If I, if, Google win probability if, of the if, Premier League is not something I'd write home if, about. Because like Vegas would matter if, if Vegas said that if I give you a dollar, mm-hmm. or if I give you three dollars, I get a dollar back. If if they win, sure, sure, I would bet every dollar in my bank account other than next month's rent. <laughs> right. Like I'd make sure I have enough to cover, you know, not being homeless next month, and I'd put them all on it. Them, them's great odds. Yeah. Like the way City looks right now. I mean, and, you know. I'm sure Wolverhampton. I'm sure they have a fortress there in Wolverhampton Palace. What's the name of their stadium? <laughs> they play it like the. What do they play at? Shoot, this is so embarrassing. Um, the, no, oh, the Molyneux. The Molyneux. The Molyneux Stadium. That's why we're two Yanks. Like, <laughs> I'm probably going to piss people off in England with my ignorance. Like, do they play out of the town of Wolverhampton? They do. <laughs> they do. Is it next to the Nottingham Forest? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Sorry, I live in America. We made Google. Nobody cares about Wolverhampton. But the thing uh, is, they actually, I think, do live in Wolverhampton. Is that it? Like, I'm trying to bring up a Google really they, fast. Yeah. I want to know. They do. They. It's like their address for their stadium is Waterloo Road, Wolverhampton. Well, before we end this, let's let's. Uh, 
Let's do a little spotlight piece on Wolverhampton, England. If that's even a town. Yeah. Okay. Wolverhampton. Incredible job by us. Yes. So it's in the Western Midlands, which, okay. you know, I, I, I definitely, you know, know of that region. They've actually uh, mm-hmm. produced some good football clubs in, in the West Midlands, like Leicester cities from the West Midlands, if I, if I recall. And I could be wrong there. Just really pissing off. It sounded off. right. It sounded so right. I, I, I'm pretty, and I said it with authority. So, like, that's what you have to do for, for our English fans. Like, anytime, if you're semi-confident in the fact, say it with authority and, like, you go so far in business. You can be the president in America if you just <laughs> yeah. say shit that you're semi-confident with authority. Like, believe me, like it, it will help you. Like, you'll... people want to be told what's right. People yeah, want they, so. That's all they want. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure what's going to happen is this podcast will have no listeners this week. Right. I'm, I'm very very confident. But when I get good at this, because you're already great at it, <laughs> when I get good where like I can carry my weight on it with like knowledge of uh, football, EPL, whatever. We're going to have something great. And the real fans of us are going to go back and listen to the early ones. So there is technically somebody listening, listening to what we're saying right now. Retroactively. (laughs) Yeah. Well, of course I'm talking to this 2020 person. Right. Right. They uh, fucking love me. And they're like, not only is Jeff smarter than Graham about soccer, it's crazy to hear that you didn't know as much back then, but like, he's better looking. He's just, he he knows so much. But back then, he knew about the Westwood Midlands. He did. He had that. Yeah. He just, he nailed it. Fucking nailed it. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I I don't know. I just went on a tangent there at night. So it had nothing to do with, with what we're talking about. No, we learned a lot. We learned about Wolverhampton. We learned about the Molyneux. Uh, we learned about Harry, the Babe Kane. And oh, uh, he's, we were he's the greatest. in complete consensus on our, our, our B of the week, which we might have to work on that name. But the bitch of the week. Is yeah, maybe we need to, uh, you know, and maybe we need to, like, share them earlier next time so we don't have the same but who cares uh, yeah i actually do, think it's uh, kind of it's kind of like you know reaffirming if we have the same one you know well i felt bad for you i didn't want that to be yours I mean, yeah I, well I it, it just was a bad week what can i tell you it was a bad weekend but yeah it's a long season you have a great team and he he is a great coach i i think he's out of touch with the modern game or not the modern game but modern players i think he's out of touch with the middle management side of it and managing, you know, certain guys, but, uh, you have a ton of talent on board and you finished second last year. Yes. Who knows? Who knows where it goes? Second place. What we dream about at Manchester United. All right. Uh, any final words before we wrap it? That's it. Two Yanks podcast. We're gone. I copied that from Joe Rogan. That's how he introduced it. He got,